The following podcast is brought to you by Marks with Mics. I have no problem calling people Marks. No, no, he's thinking, don't tell me! Mark. Don't tell me! Mamma mia! Mamma mia! Are you kidding me? Mark is. Welcome to the Marks with Mike's podcast. Here are your hosts, Mr. Six Foot Nine, the homeboy, Doug Douglas, and Dre, the Juice Man. Welcome to another edition of Marks with Mike's. I am your host, Mr. Six Foot Nine, JT the Godfather. Joined once again by the homeboy Doug Douglas is inside the house. Say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? How is it going? Oh man, it's going pretty damn good. A uh, little bit of a hangover from wrestling, uh, especially if you watched. Um, if you did watch that event this past Friday, I don't even want to call it by name, but uh, well, hell, I guess I guess we can call it by name. Uh, I mean, should we call it by name? Is it worth mentioning? What? What? Nah, never mind. We'll we'll get to that later. Uh, with that being said, man, everything has been uh, running rampant today on the internet, especially with all these rumors and news uh, going on. Uh, did you get a chance to catch any of that rumors and news today, Doug? Yeah, sounds like uh, Renee Young might be getting herself a job at uh, FS1. Uh, doing some sort of a uh, re- recap show. So we'll see if that comes true or not. And then uh, I guess Charlotte missed some TV because of Andrade had a death in the family. Um, so nothing too crazy as far as, you know, the, the creative is burning people out. Nothing like that this week, but uh, just some small stuff and some developments on NXT UK today. And uh, some, uh, new factions or not necessarily new faction, but new members to a faction. Um, so that was cool. Got a chance yeah. to check. It. Yeah. At NXT UK, uh, I'm becoming a huge fan of the product only because, and I've said it in the past and it just seems to stand true. No other crowd is more, how can I say more engaged than a overseas UK crowd. I mean, they're absolutely nuts. They can they can literally chant the whole entire match, and it has nothing to do with the match, and it's just so damn entertaining seeing those fans enjoying themselves. I love it. Yeah, uh, they, they, they go there to have fun. I mean, that's what uh, it's that indie feel, but you know, just on a bigger scale, there's a louder uh, volume to everyone participating and playing along, which is pretty much when wrestling at its best is when everyone's engaged. So, uh, yeah, I mean, NXT UK has been killing it. You know, British Strong Style has been kind of holding down uh, the face side of things, but now Walter is uh, starting to look pretty stacked over on uh, his side uh, with uh, Imperium. So, um, Alexander Wolf finally got himself uh, a new gig after kind of floating around in obscurity on SmackDown with Sanity for, you know, just, damn, it must have been like a year. Um, so, yeah, at least, uh, you know, Nikki Cross is getting some burn right now. 
Alexander Wolf starting to get some burn. Maybe get something going for Eric Young and Killian Dane, um, whether it's in NXT UK or 24-7 title or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a damn shame what they did to Sanity. I, I think Sanity could have been a threat in the tag team division. I think they could have been a threat as a stable if they would have let them be Sanity and not yeah. try to pick apart what they wanted to make of Sanity from NXT. If they would have left Sanity alone and just let them be who they were in NXT... I, I think the tag team division on SmackDown will, will look a lot better. I think the tag team division inside the WWE will look a lot better. Uh, I just I just think those guys would have definitely uh, definitely shook things up. Unfortunately, um, I, I guess they didn't impress uh, some people, um, and they end up being on the shelf. Uh, I think Eric Young put his heart and soul into that sanity gimmick. And here's the thing, sanity the gimmick was originally pitched to um, I think it was pitched to the former Solomon Crow, AKA Sammy, Sammy Callahan. And he turned it down. And of course he went back, went back to the independence and went to TNA, but talk about someone who really put his hard on earned effort into that, because this is the first I've seen Eric Young like this. And this is, coming from his whole entire career. And uh, for him to just spend so much time uh, breathing air into that whole faction and just to be deflated, it's, it's kind of heartbreaking. So I would like to see something happen for everyone that was involved in that group. Like you said, Doug, whether it's on a major stage, Raw, SmackDown, or even if it's on NXT or NXT UK. But I would love to see something happen for these guys. Um Another, I mean, anything's possible now. I mean, you got Gulak going on uh, NXT. You got, you know, Gable going to 205. I mean, they're starting to really act on what Triple H has been saying for a while now that they're going to start moving people between kind of these, you know, WWE territories, you know, so to speak. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if, uh, you know, the, the rosters keep getting shaken out, who's actually going to be actually forgotten about or who's going to be, you know, repackaged and sent somewhere else or, you know, vice versa. So we'll see there's a lot of talent um, that I'm sure that they're going to be looking at as the internet destroys them on a daily basis to figure out, you know, how they're going to start utilizing some of these guys. So it seems like there's doing that with certain characters, you know, some of it works, some of it doesn't. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, Eric Young, had uh, a lot of good moments in TNA. So, and then, you know, I mean, stuff like war games, I mean, those matches were part of some of the best stuff in NXT when you were talking about matches with sanity in it. And I always liked the idea of a faction having a legitimate female threat in there too. It just adds a different dynamic to it instead of just a bunch of dudes walking around. Um, so th- I know that that was, that was, that was a bummer, but um, you know, I, I don't think they really hit the mark when they, came out and then it was just downhill almost immediately so when McMahon thinks that something gone sour he quickly turns on it that that is so true on so many levels uh, I cannot cannot agree with you more on there another big well I don't even think this is a rumor this is news so uh, if you haven't heard 
Alberto El Patron and Chavo Guerrero Jr. have started their own wrestling promotion. And there are some yes. major names on board. Uh, what did you hear about this, Doug? Uh, nothing more than uh, just the, the news that they had, um, you know, made their own promotion. I, I was trying to I'm trying to pull something up here now with the article, but um, I believe they were going to be forming some partnerships with other promotions. Did I see something along those lines? Just anything that uh, I don't think they're going to work with. Oh, yeah, with uh, AAA. So they're going to have the the Lucha Bros um, on board. So, yeah, I'm going to obviously have some cross-promotion with AEW and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll see as... These these independent companies start working together. How that all starts to pan out, and if it you know remains good relationships all around and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we've already kind of seen some stuff with you know Pac and Dragon Gate. So uh, hopefully this doesn't complicate things. Hopefully it makes it better. Yes, I mean in this ever-growing world of professional wrestling, especially in this age, uh, it's always good to have more places where people can. Go feed their families and be able to strive. I always say this, and I mean this in the bottom of my heart. I don't want to see any promotion go out of business because everyone needs somewhere that they can eat. And when I say eat, I mean make money. And when I say make money, I mean provide for your family. And when I say provide for your family, well, if you didn't get what I was saying before, obviously I lost you a long time ago. But keep up, uh, people. Yeah, it's, it's very easy. I mean, reading is fundamental. But uh, another thing that needs to be uh, addressed, so there was an article floating around on Twitter, and it says Tyler Breeds needs to prove himself in the new NXT. Would you agree that he needs to prove himself, or do you think he's already proven? Uh, I I don't know if prove is the right word, but I think that he needs to he certainly just can't walk in the door and be in main events like that. You know, it it almost kind of diminishes other people by doing that. I mean, that's no knock to Tyler Breeze, the the in-ring performer and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But his stock wasn't exactly high when he left main roster to come to NXT. So, I mean, Velveteen Dream was had plenty of ammunition when they had their you know just the one promo that they had and that's not going to go away the whole idea that nxt is developmental even though it's kind you know we kind of see guys like kashida in there like you know he's he's probably learning more about hard games and you know where to pose and how what timing for tv is more so than anything in the ring so Depends on what your definition of developmental is, but, you know, it's still viewed as a step down. So, you know, give him a couple, you know, uh, trying to think of a good uh, NXT lower to mid Carter that he could kind of have a feud with. Uh, The one dude that was in the 205 live uh, cruiserweight, I can't think of his name right now, but give him some sort of workhorse. Have them have like a mini feud, have that lead into another workhorse type feud. Uh, maybe have him uh, be in some sort of fatal four way for the North American, you know, by the time you get to like a, a SummerSlam NXT takeover kind of time. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
I'm a, proving is, you know, he he was like a locker room leader, and I'm sure he still is. So I don't know if he's got to prove himself. He's just got to almost prove himself to the fans more so than anyone else, I guess, that he's legit, I guess. But I like what he's done with the gimmick. Yeah, he's kind of refreshed it a little bit. He just needs to go back to running his mouth because that's when I liked him the best. Totally agree, man. Uh, he's definitely he was definitely good on the microphone. I'm just remembering some of the old feuds inside the old NXT with him and Tyson Kidd, him and Sami Zayn, him and Neville. I mean, uh, this this guy was great on the microphone. Uh, matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, he was inside the first takeover, and I believe it was him, Neville, uh, Tyson Kidd, and. Um, who am I missing from this? Tyson Kidd, Neville, oh, um, Sami Zayn, inside of a, and uh, Tyler Breeze inside of a fatal four-way match. And, of course, Neville came out victorious. But, you know, Tyler Breeze is, to me, in my opinion, he's one of those talents that's slept on because there's so much talent on the main roster. And uh, we've we talked about it in the past on this show. Uh if they if they do what they're doing now with the two oh five live and the NXT and NX uh NXT UK and spread these talents through all, all of these uh portions of the WWE, not only do you give these guys exposure on the network, it gets people to tune in more and shame on WWE for not running more more commercials that deal with the network specials like you know dealing with 205 live and nxt nxt uk like i should see as a as a wrestling quote-unquote fan i should see commercials advertising your network on television that way that way it gives me a reason to check it out i mean every now every now and then they'll they'll advertise a 24 documentary you know, after all, but you know, you're not really advertising your product. You need you need to be able to take this product and let make it kind of blend in, so to speak, with your main roster. Uh, you know, tell c- continue on with the stories from there and get people to tune in. And I, I think that's just one of the issues that Tyler Breeze and people like Apollo Cruz and the list just goes on and on. Cedric Alexander. Uh, Bobby Roode. I mean, I can I can go on with so many names that have got lost in that shuffle, but if anyone got lost, it was definitely Tyler Breeze. And uh, I think by taking him to NXT, it's a great thing. But I don't think we stop there with them. I I say that we uh, we actually send him out to the UK for a while. You know, kind of kind of kind of what Cassius Ono is doing. I would love to see that. Um, but that's just my little opinion on. Tyler Breeze. And if you guys agree, let me know. Um, definitely tweet us at Marcel Mikes uh, on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail by, by clicking in the link inside the description video. I'm sorry, the description tab inside of your podcast listening plat- platform. So whether it's iTunes or if it's Spotify or what have you, Google Play. If you click inside the description, you can click the link that allows you to leave a voicemail, and you can let me know what you think. Uh, but moving on from there, another thing that I wanted to address, uh, it's official. The Perfect Ten is now AEW. Sean Spears <laughs> signs with AEW. Uh, were you surprised by this move? Um, 
Maybe very, very slightly. I guess I was surprised that he wasn't already signed. So I don't know what, if there was like some sort of uh, uh, contract negotiation that was going on, or if he was, you know, finishing some dates before he said. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I guess um, I, I was already I was already kind of surprised that he wasn't on the roster, knowing that you know he's cool with Cody and you know he's got a good strong crowd participation related gimmick that will kind of springboard him into um, a few good feuds with probably a good uh, bunch of characters that they have in AEW and some of the lower to mid card dudes. Um, yeah, that, that should really work out kind of getting him established. He might not necessarily go to like a juice Robinson level of resurrecting his career, but I think that he could be a, a legit mid card dude. Um, I, I think just kind of missed the, the age mark to kind of really springboard, but you know, never, never say never in wrestling, you know, DDP didn't start till 35. I mean, we're not going to talk about Goldberg and undertaker, but um, you know, before you get to the Goldberg and undertaker level of age, you know, you, you got to, kind of get some some steam and i don't know if the whole 10 thing is going to carry you to that um i really like the gimmick uh especially like even with the music like it just always popped me i don't know it was just something about the way that he was just such uh, excited to show you the the, t- <laughs> the card with the 10 on it but um <laughs> in ring wise he never really wowed me i'm not saying he's bad uh i'm not saying anything like that but Nothing that, that was necessarily going to stand out um, as far as moveset goes. So maybe he's got some new tools in his uh, tool bag after um, kind of retooling his gimmick and everything like that. So hopefully he got something uh, a little bit more to show us if he wants to take it to the next level. But I think he could be a good mid-carder regardless. I mean, you know, <laughs> Here, here's my thing. I mean, why, why does it have to be delegated to the mid-card? I mean... This is this is Stan that you're talking about. You know, this is Stan, the, the guy. <laughs> that's right. I mean, th- this is the guy that got the sweetest sweet chin music to me ever, not inside of a ring. And yeah. if, if you all don't know what we're referring to, we are referring to a backstage segment with DX where Triple H talks about what Eric Bischoff said inside his book, saying that he wasn't controversial. He he looks over to the uh, I guess one of the uh, agents backstairs. Who's this? Stan gives him a super kick. Hilarious, uh, but you know the perfect ten gimmick was definitely great. Um, he he had a great takeover match. I believe the takeover match was with Bobby Roode, uh, yep. and that was a great match. I mean that brought out the best out of both of these guys, and. Uh, He's he's able to contend with the best of them. I mean, and this this is not knocking Cody, but let's be honest: is is was Cody was Cody ever anything more than mid card on the main roster? No. And uh, if you look at if you look at both of these guys, um, I believe personally that Sean Spears is the better wrestler. That's just my that, that's my opinion, and I I think I think if Cody if Cody could be inside the 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 heavyweight championship um, discussion, whether that's the NWA or the R ROH or the the AEW, 
then I think personally Sean Spears should be right there on that same level uh, because just because to me he's a better in-ring worker. I'm not, I'm not saying that Cody's a bad worker, but just for my, my tasting, uh, I like Sean Spears. All right. uh, I, I, I don't really have a strong feeling on Cody either way as far as that goes. I, I, think, I, I think I disagree with you, but I don't really feel strongly enough about it to, to – I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he could he could go beyond that. Like I said, it's some I think something new has to happen. He's got to add some sort of new element. He got to add a couple things to his move set. Um, something that gets him into being able to say ten with like a new catchphrase built into it, like to get it to uh, something like that. But um, yeah, I mean that Bobby Roode match was like I said, I I was one of the Ty Dillinger stands as far as trying to get him on SmackDown and where's you know Ty Dillinger at all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, I, I really hope it, it, you know, it probably was the, the whole rumor about them killing the gimmick because they didn't like him. The, the crowd's always going 10 over every count out, you know, <laughs> I kind of get it, but like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it is what it is. Just like the what chance, the yes chance, the CM Punk chance, you know, as long as the crowd is participating, like we were talking with the UK crowd, don't worry about it if it's, you know, the most, you know. Obnoxious relevant. thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, the, the CM Punk shit is usually trying to bury somebody or bury an angle. And sometimes it's hard to tell, which is why I, I'm not a fan of it. Because, you know, if you're a casual tuning in, you're thinking, well, fuck this guy then. Because no one seems to give a shit about him. And, you know, they could be doing it during an AJ Styles match and, like, people miss out on AJ Styles because they tuned in for one random-ass Raw while they were bored one time, saw that, you know, they were getting CM Punk chants because Shane was in there or whatever. I don't know. Shit like that. But, you know, yeah, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10
does it really matter if they watch wrestling or not? I mean, because half of the wrestling fans out there are closeted anyway. I think I think they were more more excited that she came out the wrestling closet. What would you say to that, Doug? Fickle. Fans are fickle, man. If this was a Cardi B sitting ringside talking about how she's been a wrestling fan and named six wrestlers in the middle of a Raw segment, people would shit all over it. But since she tweeted it, it's amazing. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Cardi B likes wrestling. Like you said, a bunch of people like wrestling. That's cool. Good for her. I like Cardi yeah. B. I'm not talking Cardi B. Uh, but yeah, no, I, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of other celebrities out there that think wrestling's pretty sweet. Eddie Guerrero is pretty sweet. Um, yeah, so. I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not like Cardi B is going to be at WrestleMania 36 or anything like that, you know? Book <laughs> it, man. Book yeah. it. Good shit. It's good shit, man. It's, 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 it's such good shit. Uh, Sasha, but, shit. Look at Cardi B and a, like, I don't know. Cardi B and Sasha Banks, yeah. <laughs> we can make them a tag team. Some bullshit. Jesus. Some bullshit along that line. That's so bad it's good. Secretly, I I I actually want that to happen too. Uh, (laughs) Hogan and Rod, let's do it. You you just instantly turned me on it. Let's do it. Let's that's such good shit. Hogan and Robin versus Sasha B and Cardi B. The first, the first, uh, first intergender tag team match at WrestleMania. That would be nice. Uh, but moving on from that, uh, I just want to touch on this one thing before we move any further. Uh, we did tell you on last podcast that a big announcement was coming up from our partners here at RSW. Uh, if you didn't know, if you didn't catch the last show, Takeover. I'm sorry, the Battle of Cleveland. You definitely miss a great event, a great two-day event. Uh, and this event that we have coming up July 13th is simply named 7th. The reason why it's named 7th is the 7th event that RSW has thrown inside the great city of Cleveland. Uh, so with that being said, I am super excited. Uh, it's going to be a lot of big names coming through. A lot of familiar names, if you are, are familiar with the independent scene here inside Cleveland, Ohio, and throughout the mid Midwest, Mideast. Uh, but I would also like to say this. Man, how good is this going to be to finally see the ECW hardcore icon, just incredible, to finally make his way to Cleveland, Ohio this year? I'm pumped, man. I'm pumped. I'm, I've been waiting for the the next RSW event at Mulberry since the last RSW event at Mulberry. So as soon as I went home that night, I was like, damn, I wish there was another day, and there wasn't. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Got a stacked card there, a lot of good local talent. Like you said, there's some some big names in there, like Just Incredible. It's it's going to be a blast, as per usual. Mulberry's is always a great host. I love that venue for wrestling. You got the window up top there where you can go get your beer and you can still keep an eye on the action while you're getting the beer. It's that's great venue for wrestling. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. They they even they even put the TV screens uh, 
the cameras, the camera angles on the TV screens upstairs. So that's one of the things I do love about it. Uh, but just just to see Just Incredible uh, come back from all this hardship of 2018 and get back in the ring, and uh, he's looking he's looking pretty good. Uh, he's in good shape. I keep contact with him uh, frequently just to check on him. Uh, real real good guy. And uh, when he comes down here July 13th, we're definitely going to show him uh, as much love as possible. So please get your tickets early. And speaking of tickets, I heard that we got 10 free tickets to give away. Shit. Really? We are generous. Those boys at RSW are generous, too. That's... I guess we just give away diamond necklaces now because those are some valuable tickets. But, very, very valuable. But uh, th- that's actually funny because how we met was you winning a ticket from the last event. Yeah. Quick to that Google trigger. <laughs> Damn that Google. Uh, but 10 free tickets that we are going to be giving away over the next couple of weeks on the podcast. And also... You all can meet me, not this Sunday, but next Sunday at Mulberry's where I will be setting up shop and I will be there selling tickets, the pre-sale tickets, which will be $5 less than what you would pay actually at the venue. So I would definitely, definitely hop on that. Uh, The ticket sales are live and we do have tickets on hand. I'll let you know right now that the general admission pre-sale price is $15.00. Uh, the pre-sale front row tickets are 25 uh, So I'm not the sharpest tool in this shed, as uh, Smash Mouth would say, but I'm just saying $5 less sounds like an extra drink for me at the bar. Just saying. Uh, oh. But this, this event is sponsored by The Break Shop, the Indie Wrestling Hub, and, of course, Mulberries, which is located on... 2316 Mulberry Avenue, Cleveland, Ohio. It starts at 8.35 p.m. The doors will open at 7.35 p.m. Be sure to get there. Get your autograph signed. Meet Justin Credible. Meet Barrington Hughes. Uh, also, we have Space Monkey coming down. We have Beastman. We we have O'Shea Edwards. We have Bruce Gray. It's a lot of names that I'm probably not going to name today, but I'll be naming out some of these names over the next couple of weeks. As we as we do talk about the matchups on the card, which I will have for you next week on next week's show. So just to give that quick plug, that is July the 13th, RSW and Marks with Mike's present seven. But with that being said, I said a mouthful. Now it's time for a quick commercial break. And you will hear from the next voice of Power Slam TV. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that commercial was paid to you and bought by Power Slam TV, where you can see some of the biggest independent wrestling promotions in the world. That's right, not just the city, the world. So that does include promotions like Evolve, the World Wrestling Network, Full Impact Pro, 
Uh, I can go on and on with these names, the five. Uh, we also have Shimmer, but I'm not going to keep going on. Go ahead, use our promo code, which is NWM for life. Get one month free on us. That's right. You don't got to come out of pocket. So this is coming out of our pocket, technically, but this is on us. I'll give to you. Use that promo code, or you can watch some of these great promotions. You can watch some promotions that I didn't mention, but I'll start to mention more doing next week's episodes. But let's move on to the next portion of the show, and we're going to talk about Super Letdown. I'm sorry, Super Showdown. And uh, we're going to talk about the match that had the internet buzzing. Uh, Of course, we're talking about Goldberg versus The Undertaker, and... um, I'm going to hold my opinions last. Dre, um, I'm going to let you start off. What did you think of that match? Did you see it or did you just hear about it? Uh, uh, I heard about it at first. Then I actually took a look at it. And, uh, and this is what happened when you put two old people out of their prime in a match. And you ask another old person to carry another old person. This is what you get. This match, to me, was it's good on paper, but this match was going to be a terrible outcome anyway. Now, I'm not surprised they stuck up the joint. I mean, it's expected. You have the almost 60-year-old Undertaker, almost 60-year-old Goldberg. So, which you can't expect a five-star match for two 60-year-old men way past their prime. It's just not going to work. Like, like, Terrible, and then and then I guess McMahon had the nerve to be mad at the Undertaker for which, what you expect when you put two old geezers in a main event, it's not gonna work. That just lets you know how to touch McMahon is for wrestling in 2019. That's my thoughts on it. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh man. So you, you can you know why everyone knows why it happened, why the match happened, but. We all know why it shouldn't have happened at the same time. And exact, exactly what the worst-case scenario could have been basically happened. You know, Goldberg's already, like, probably 10%, 15%, 20% on the way to a concussion just coming out of his dressing room because he's got to bash his face on the door. And right. then it's 100 degrees in down in the ring area because of, they're in the freaking desert. And they're 60 years old. I mean... You got athletes out there getting gassed, just going down to the ring just because of how hot it is, just pouring sweat. And then Goldberg runs his dome right into the ring post because he doesn't do this a lot. You know, not only is he old, he doesn't do it a lot either. And he he, he was never a dude that did it a lot. It's not like riding a bike for him. He was never that great in the ring. And he was always prone to having something like that happen to him. So... Dude concusses himself, and then they just take turns trying to break each other's spinal cords in half for a couple minutes, and then it finally mercifully ends. I mean, if anyone was waiting for me to bury WWE at any point, this is it. I mean, that that was just – I was hyped for it, too. Like, I was like, man, if, if they can just have, like, a five-minute thing like they did with Lesnar and Goldberg where they can get in, get their spots in – Boom, boom, boom. I mean, maybe if he didn't run his head into the fucking ring post, we, we, we might have got a better match out of it. But I'm just really glad both of those dudes can still walk. And I really hope that if we see either of them again, which I have a feeling we'll see both of them again, but goddamn, just separately and with someone that can can carry you. I mean, whenever they did 
Hogan and Rock, uh, you know, Cena and Rock. Uh, there's always a younger dude that can do a bulk of the work to carry the, the guy so that he can just do his, you know, fan shit and, you know, spots and all that kind of stuff. But right. whew, I'm super glad that they can both walk. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give give my thoughts on on this match. I'm gonna have to agree with you, Doug. I'm I'm glad they can walk because honestly there were two points inside that match where I thought maybe that uh Goldberg was for sure paralyzed and Undertaker was paralyzed. Uh, that that tombstone that the Undertaker delivered on Goldberg, there was no protection. And the other thing is that Goldberg didn't tuck his chin in all the way either. But, uh, but you know, just just seeing that tombstone, it, it just was reminiscent to uh, Owen Hart and Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, because Goldberg's body literally spiked off that mat. And when I seen that, I was like, holy shit. But then, you know, just to fast forward a little bit, New Japan had people... Uh, <laughs> slamming their head on the side of the apron so it couldn't be that bad right uh but just watching the match the kid in me the child in me that you know the one that fell in love with pro wrestling wanted to see this match i wanted to see it because it was something that was never done uh and the kid in me was excited for it but the adult in me knew that this was not going to be a top tier match i just knew it and the entrances I, I, was awesome. The entrance was awesome. It was awesome up until. Sorry to interrupt you, but it, it was awesome up until they actually had to start <laughs> wrestling in a wrestling match. So I mean, all the spectacle and and nostalgia was there. It's just Jesus. Once the actual bell rings, you still got to fucking put together a match where you don't murder each other. It's just that they're old. It's like, what can you really do? with them like seriously i when i when i heard the match i'm I'm just like this is gonna stink up the joint and it's like what what can you do and it was just like the match made no sense and i knew it was gonna be terrible i knew spots would be terrible i just knew it was gonna be terrible that's why you know i took i didn't look at it at first i didn't really want to see a whole super show because it was gonna be terrible anyway but I went back and watched it, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. That, no. No. And then you ask the man to carry another old man. Like, Undertaker doesn't do this a lot anymore either. So why are you asking him to carry Goldberg, who doesn't do it either? You know, it, it, it just didn't make sense to me. And that's the result we got now. Unfortunately, I mean, like y'all said, good thing they can walk, but that that was a terrible match to book. Yeah, it, it was it was definitely terrible. Uh, but back 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 to the the, the other point that, that I was trying to make inside this match uh, was the point of kind of touching on what you said, Doug, and what you said, Dre. How how are you gonna write this story inside the ring right now? Because honestly, me growing up in South Florida, it's always hot, and it it could be ninety degrees, but it feels like a hundred a hundred and seventeen. It it could be a hundred degrees, but it feels like a hundred and twenty. And I I know even as a teenager, 
I got guys playing football. Matter of fact, true story, just to give you guys a little bit of who I am. We were running drills. This was uh, trials for the football team. Asked the coach, can I get some water? I'm burning up. Can I get some water? I'm burning up. No, no one's getting water until we get this drill right. Ten minutes later, I pass out. I faint. Had to get woken up with uh, smelly salt. I think that's what happened to Goldberg. Goldberg literally passed out in that match. And if you you look at uh, one of the videos that floated around, you can see him collapsing as he got out the ring. And that part was a sad part to me. That was just so sad just to see that. Uh, I didn't want those two to go out like that. Would this match would have been this match would have been great if they would have had this match back when Goldberg was signed with WWE the first time. But unfortunately, due to creative differences and um, things of that nature, he ended up leaving right after Brock Lesnar did. Uh, but I, I think the match was way overdue. I, I, I think we would have had a better match if it was Undertaker versus Sting. Uh, but Hey, I don't do the book. Maybe. I, I don't know. I think both the matches are 10 years too late. I don't think that, you know, I don't know. I, well, who knows? You know, if Stane wasn't injured with the neck, maybe. But who knows, man? I just think the matches are just too, it's just too late. They just got to know when to, know when to hang it up because, it's, it, and you know what? It's not them. Because I'm pretty sure they want to hang it up, but it's hard to say no to a six-figure paycheck. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, an eight-figure. Was it nine figures? Man, yeah. they're getting two, two, three million dollars for one match. I mean, it's hard to say no to that. Right? But, I mean, sometimes you just got to know, man. And, you know, you got to know when it's up. And, and, you know, hopefully, maybe Vince gives us some sense in his head and never book him again. I wouldn't take them back to Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry. I agree with that. Uh, but moving on from that, we got to talk about Matt Riddle trolling the whole entire night uh, during during that match. And I, you know what? I'm not even going to call it trolling at this point because uh, he had legitimate he had legitimate uh, points. Uh, so. The first thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the first video when, when he was talking about the knee bar that that Goldberg put on. Uh, Doug, did did you think the that trolling done by Matt Riddle was it over the top or did he have legitimate points for it? I mean, come on, we we've all been saying what Goldberg is for many years now. I mean, it's been decades at this point. So, I mean, we all know that the dude isn't Brett the Hitman Hart in the ring, uh, you know. So, it's – it's. I, I love when young wrestlers do shit like that to get the – like, Dream does it all the time. Just go on there, talk shit to whoever. Say you're going to retire Brock Lesnar. Say you're going to retire this dude. Say this, that, and the other. Make a fucking feud for yourself. Like, that's what all these – you know, backstage people and all these people that we always hear on podcasts and talk as Jericho and all that. The, 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 I'm listening for that kind of shit when these dudes are talking. And in the modern day age, that's how you got to get yourself over. Everyone's on Twitter all the time. If you can pop the fans on Twitter, you're going to be over on Twitter, which is going to translate to, and then it might get you a new catchphrase. It might get you, 
you know, uh, more attention across the globe. It might get, you know, if you're Cody Rhodes, AOC to retweet you. You never know what this is going to be. So this is the game you got to play in the modern day age of marketing yourself and your company and your persona and your character. So I'm a thousand percent for this. I don't care if it's a work or a shoot. I just, I'm all in. (laughs) I definitely enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, Matt Riddle is uh, one of the best. I mean, if you ever had a chance to just to chop it up with the guy, he's he's a cool dude. I mean, this this guy's definitely the original bro, and I love I love the fact that they're letting them be themselves on Twitter because this could actually transcend well if they're doing what I think they're getting ready to do with the whole entire product, which is drop that PG and kind of make it a little bit more edgier. That's what I'm hearing uh, from my sources, and if you want to know who that source source is, Google that shit. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I'm for it, dude. I'm 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 just for it. Matt Matt Riddle definitely have valid points. I mean, Goldberg's never been the best inside the ring, but who am I to talk? I mean, I've never been inside of a wrestling ring and actually had a whole entire match. But just coming from from a fan's perspective. No, he's he's not the best. Uh, he's he, he's he's just a handful of moves and a persona. If you just want to break it down to that, Spear, Jackhammer, uh, the whole tunning and fireworks, the intro. That's it. Other than that, that's Goldberg inside of a Goldberg inside of a nutshell. I mean, that's all you get out of the whole ordeal. Uh, but before we go on any further. I do want to say that I think you got something a little special for us on this episode. Uh, a little uh, gift to the listeners, as they would say. What is this gift that you have for the listeners, Doug? I think little is the appropriate word in that scenario because um, it wasn't my proudest journalistic moment, but it was something that I had to take advantage of. Uh, at the end of the last uh, ASWA show, uh, which is American States Wrestling Alliance, uh, for those who aren't familiar, down in Mansfield, Ohio. Uh, I caught up with Madman Fulton of Impact and OVE fame. Um, so not the longest interview, not the most in-depth interview, but I did get a chance to uh, kind of talk to him a little bit about uh, his home at ASWA. That's kind of his home promotion, you know, so uh, always good for him to kind of come back there. So we talked a little bit about that. So uh, we'll, we'll kick that over to this interview. Uh, I'll edit the crap out of it before uh, it makes your way to your earbuds in about five seconds here. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, this is Doug Turrington. I'm at the American States Wrestling Alliance with Madman Sawyer Fulton. And we are here post-show. Had a hell of a night tonight. We saw Madman Sawyer Fulton eat a rose. How is you feeling after that match? Tired. Pretty sure my eye is cut open to some capacity. And I still have pieces of rose stuck to the inside of my mouth. So about as good as I can be. Awesome. So you have recently joined Impact Wrestling. What uh, keeps you coming back to ASWA? ASWA is where I got my start in professional wrestling. 
This is where I originally started training under Charlie Fulton and the living nightmare Jimmy Lee. Uh, I honestly, I, I owe pretty much my entire career to this place. And it's, for me, it is honestly, it's an honor to, to hold the heavyweight champion for as long as I have and, and be able to come back and, and have as high caliber of matches as I do here. Like, this, this is the place that raised me and I'm, I'm happy to come back as often as possible. So you recently joined Impact Wrestling. How's everything going with uh, Sammy Callahan, OVE, and uh, everything going? Get the name right, Doug. I haven't even gotten out of my tights yet, and you're just going to insult me by not knowing names. I'm a rookie, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) No, uh, Impact's awesome. Um, I I honestly feel like I found a home with them. uh, I've worked for major companies in the past, uh, and it's it's, it's, a, it's a different feeling. It's a different atmosphere. Um, but I honestly, like, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of the roster. I'm proud to be part of what they're doing right now. I just think with the locker room that we have and the ability that the guys bring to the table, Impact's going to be a force to be reckoned with. So the next event for ASWA is June 25th, and you will be on the card? Yes. Okay. So no, what, June 15th. June 15th. Once again, you're getting your stuff wrong, man. <laughs> All right. Cut. So that's June 15th. You'll be back Cut. at ASWA. We're doing it live. Come on, bro. I got editing software. <laughs> so June 15th, what can we expect to see? Uh, as of right now, I have nothing lined up. Jaden Menezes. J.J. DeVille has a huge match with Mr. Insanity, Toby Klein. And you know what? If it's up to me, I think I'm going to throw an open challenge out there. I have a good idea of someone I want to step up and, and show me what they've got. My whole goal here is to make this locker room a better place. And as champion, it's my job not only to showcase the talent of our locker room, but showcase my talent at putting them down. And I think June 15th is going to be a great opportunity to do so. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you talking with us today. Good luck. Thank you. I mean, you're kind of selling yourself short, man. I think that was pretty good journalism work, you know. And plus, you got Madman Fulton. OVE, Impact Wrestling, you know, that's that's the score. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that uh, we're buddies or anything like that, but uh, I, I will say that I'll get you guys a better interview in the future. That's I uh, I hold myself to a high standard, so let's put it that way. But if you guys want to see Madman Fulton in action, ASWA is going to be in action in Mansfield this Saturday. Uh, I believe it starts at seven. Tickets start at just eight bucks. I will be down there taking photos of the action inside the uh, squared circle area. So say what's up, and it should be a good show. Well, that definitely sounds like a plan, man. Like uh, we we discussed earlier, I'm kind of torn in between going there or or staying here in Cleveland going to the J-Lit. So I'm I'm very torn. uh, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll definitely let you know when we get off the line but speaking of that show the one of the competitors that's competing inside the universal uh 
Universal Championship match is Aspera Jemaya. And Aspera Jemaya is actually on today's episode of Marks at Night, available right now on YouTube for the time being. Uh, this interview does feature myself, Pat of Dark Match Podcast. Uh, we get to chop it up with them real quickly right after RSW's The Battle of Cleveland as he participated inside of a ladder match for the Internet Championship. Uh, but with that being said, make What's sure that you... Man? That, yeah, that... And I, I want to apologize. I was talking to Maya last night, and I didn't get a good picture of him for that match. I got one of the entrants when he was coming through where I'm kind of like underneath the ladder. And he was like, you got anything else? I'm like, dude, I was trying to stay alive. There's eight motherfuckers flying around with ladders and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was my second time taking photos for RSW. And they, 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 man, they threw me right in the deep end. So, sorry, Maya. I'll get you one next time. Yeah, he was great. Definitely great at that batch. Uh, but I want you all to pay attention to the episode itself nice little highlight video we have of him and all of his great in-ring work uh he's pretty sure to be one of the top prospects in my opinion in this upcoming year so definitely be on the lookout for that you can definitely follow spiritual maya on facebook and twitter and instagram uh the facebook is very simple it's just how his name is spelled which is esp I-R-I-T-U-M-A-Y-A, Spiritual Maya on Facebook, Spiritual Maya on Instagram, and Spiritual Maya on Twitter. So make sure you do follow him, tune into the episode, leave us a comment, tell me what you think about the episode, and who knows, we may go ahead and play it on the next episode of Marks with Mike's. But until then, I am Mr. Six Foot Nine, JT the Godfather. That was the homeboy, Doug Douglas. See you later, y'all. Check me out on Twitter, Tales of Turrington, and, and then uh, Tales of Wrestling for the wrestling stuff. And coming in inside the third quarter, we had Dre the Juice Man. I'm sorry. I had to. I thought I tore my Achilles, but I'm good. I had to come in the third quarter and. You get a spark off the bench. Oh, come <laughs> on, man. Damn. Save the best for last, man. We just we we were fucking pulling a ringer over here. All of a sudden, just boom, Dre. So <laughs> you're welcome, everyone. You're welcome, everyone. And with that being said, we will be out. And make sure if you are downtown in Cleveland, go to the House of Blues and go check out one of my good friends, one of my good buddies. Uh, go check out Alex. Alex Song is actually going to close out the show today and get your tickets if you're not going to be at any wrestling events. Go out to the House of Blues and go check out some of the young upstarts that are coming up inside the music industry right there at the House of Blues in Cleveland. And we are out, people. Boom. Can I vent? 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 Yeah. Okay, I'm done with
with all these fucking distractions I gotta focus on me and turn what I preach into practice I ain't been sleeping, what's the point in even keeping a mattress? I'm up seven days a week trying to succeed with this rapping I'm trying to see this shit happen Look, I was lacking, I was doubting myself Wasn't writing shit for a minute, I was out of myself But now I'm back, it ain't no question Ain't got time for second guessing Lately life been lending me lemons and teaching me lessons I don't give what I'm getting cause I don't get what I give I'm the reason she thinking and tweeting